Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Common Sports Podcast. This is episode 43. I am Justin Freeman alongside. I'm Jesse Frazier. Tanner Hill. Zachary McMahon. First of all, hold on. We've done 43 of these. Yes, this is. Yep. I know, right? Holy shit. I mean, I was out for a lot of them, but that's. Zach, Zach was also out for a lot of them. And there's gonna be... I was, I was yeah. in all but one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so after that little, little amazement at the fact that uh, we're closing in on fifty episodes, let's uh, let's uh, let's get right into it with, uh, without further ado, the NFL Week Three review. Starting off with uh, Thursday night football. Uh, Carolina uh, continues on to three and out uh, with a twenty-four to nine in win over the Houston Texans. Sam Darnold, baby, the rebirth. Yeah, Sam Darnold's been absolutely amazing for him. Seems like everybody can. It seems like many people can. Uh, can be dominant after escaping Adam Gase or just the Jets in general. Yes, just the Jets in general. Please save. Please save Zach Wilson. Huh? It's too late. Please save Zach. So please save Zach Wilson. Yes, save him. Save Marcus May and Quinnen Williams as well. But uh, uh yeah, Darnold. Uh, uh, he uh, he hooked up with DJ Moore a lot. Eight, eight receptions, 20, 126 yards. And I didn't I didn't know until um, this morning that uh, Brandon Cooks is in like the top five in in receiving yards. That makes sense. That's without Tyrod Taylor as well. Also, um, Tyrod Taylor, yeah. it's about Deshaun Watson. Which I guess we can. Which I guess also uh, I Christian can... McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah, let's. We got to hit on the McCaffrey injury. That's a good point, Zach. Go yep. ahead. Yeah, and yeah, also um, the rookie injury. J.C. Horn too. Yeah, they got screwed on that. Which is why they made the uh, C.J. Henderson trade. I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. I mean, why else would you? Uh, make a midseason trade for a cornerback if you uh, if uh, if you're good at cornerback. But uh, uh, I want to say it's midseason rather like an early season thing. Yeah, still, but uh, but uh, Panthers got C.J. Henderson and a 2022 fifth uh, in exchange for Dan Arnold and a 2022 uh, third round pick. I did not expect a uh, a top ten pick from like uh, from two years ago to be traded this quickly. But here we are. Yeah, no. But moving on to Sunday football, we the first game we got is the Chargers ticket on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead, in which the Chargers for once didn't charge or anything up, and they actually got a fucking win against Mahomes. This was fun, and honestly, I'm uh, and honestly, eh, I think Mike Williams is starting to eh, to be like a uh, eh, to be one of the uh, better. That's an elite duo they have there with Allen and Williams. I mean, oh, it, it took a while I for. I agree. Yeah, it did take a while. But I mean, it, at least it happened. Yeah, now Mahomes has uh, three interceptions in the month of September. Two of them were this fucking game. So, and what is going on in Kansas City? And this what is, is why you don't City? try to uh, to look cool and do no look passes. Yeah. But as well, like, also after that game, uh, Andy Reid was hospitalized with an illness, 
Uh, he was able to go home Monday and was back to work Tuesday. Get better, Andy. Yeah. So you got to lay off the murders, Andy, but get better. Yep. So I guess... But from, but from the confines of Arrowhead to Duvall, we go, where we see the Cardinals taking on the Jags in what is probably the funniest return I've ever seen. A 68-yard field goal attempt by Matt Prater, no less, is returned for a 109-yard touchdown by Agnew. In what is probably the biggest middle finger to Matt Prater in his NFL career. I mean, that's exact. That's also how Antonio Cromartie got his 109-yard return to, in touchdown. Is is a missed field old goal that he returned at the back at the back of the end zone. It reminded me of the uh, kick six. The Auburn Alabama game, the Iron Bowl. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. That, that was legendary. That was legendary. Yeah. But other than that, Lawrence is now zero three, and Jacksonville is shitting their pants because look at they just got the first number one overall pick, and the and this QB supposed to be their guy, but what in the hell is going on? I I honestly I honestly. Think that Urban Meyer was not the uh, the best decision for them. I, he's looking for Northwestern on the schedule. He's he's looking he's looking to he's looking to he's looking to take the USC job. And you know what? That's fine. Go and take the USC job and let the uh, so the Jags can like hire Byron Leftwich as their er, head coach or something like that. Yeah, just wait until week thirteen. After week thirteen, we can see. No, Urban Meyer and the Jags. Yes, yes, but or Kirby, Kirby Smart could also. Kirby's good. Yeah, that's that's another good fact there. But, but Murray again, he's still Murray's still good. Let's go Murray's up to Dogtown in in Cleveland, where uh, Justin Fields in his first uh, in his first start, six for twenty with sixty-eight yards. Was but, but was sacked nine times for a total of 67 yards, meaning that he really had one passing yard. Yeah, one net. <laughs> he had one net yard on the uh, in the game, except uh, if you don't count the 12 rushing yards he had. But uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Miles Garrett uh, coming out with uh, with four and a half sacks. In, the, in this game, um, it really makes you want. Uh, it really is like you. You guys signed Jason Peters for nothing. Like that. That dude was getting being torched on that O line. Oh, the Bears are screwed. The Browns are good. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know how else to put it. It's it's gonna it's gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be really sad if if this ends up being the norm for um, for uh for Justin Fields. Well, it's, but at the same time, for the love of God, don't. Fire Matt Nagy. You need to fire Nagy at this point. There's fire Matt Nagy. If you seen that thing with uh Dan Olowski and um Rex Ryan, yeah, you would have saw the epic rant. Yeah, that was crazy. Yep. So moving from the dog pound to the city of Buffalo, rather outside of Buffalo, and where we see the Washington name redacted take on the Buffalo Bills. 
it was fun to see uh, it was fun to see Antonio Gibson and get like a uh, get like a fucking Kobe step back pass from uh, from Heineke and take it 73 yards to the house but uh, uh but yeah other than that Heineke really did not impress me this game no and but out but someone that didn't impress me this game was freaking Josh Allen I mean he got he got uh, uh, he got AFC player uh, offensive player of the week for it so yeah, we'll talk about the NFC player of the week in a little while here, but th- it was definitely a good game. Buffalo took taking home the W here, 43-14, 43-21, sorry. Washington just can't get anything going. But a team that can get the things going is the Tennessee Titans, as they took on the Indianapolis Colts. And what was a game that Carson Wentz was doubted to start because, you know, the case of broken ankles. The Colts went to the went to the playoffs uh, last season, and they're starting out zero and three. Yep, you can fit that to Lord Henry in his uh, amazing run. Oh Henry, oh oh Henry, oh, Henry. yeah. Tannehill didn't have a bad game either. Uh, he three touchdowns. Yeah, two interceptions, but three touchdown passes, as well as rushing for fifty-six yards. It's not, it's not bad at all. But someone that did have a bad game was our boy Matt Jones as we transitioned over to Foxborough. I mean, it was more so our receiving. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was more so our receiving core. That, uh, our, that defense was, our defense was spotty as hell, too. Yeah, there, there, were, there were, like, a lot of miscues. Yeah. Like there there, there yeah. was a block punt. There was... What three interceptions by a lot of Jones? Yeah, three. You know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of bad penalties too. Yeah, the, the Patriots gotta get their shit together because next week they got Brady in the box on a game that I wish I could have gone to see. The it, dude, the the tickets for that game were like four, uh, were like four digits. It's were you really gonna, uh, were you really gonna go and. Uh, were you really gonna pay that much? I would have gone. I would have asked for it for my birthday. Besides, uh, besides, which, which oh, coincidentally enough, was on the goddamn day of the game. Besides, uh, I mean, besides, on and so, if you watch it on Sunday Night Football, you at least get to uh, to have Carrie under uh, Carrie Underwood, who I keep thinking is older than she actually is, is. Say, <laughs> Is sing that uh sing that intro song that keeps getting stuck in my head, but that's beside the point. Yeah, but from yeah, but from Foxborough to MetLife, and then a halftime Atlanta ceremony where Atlanta. the booze reigns supreme. Atlanta did not Atlanta. No, for once they actually got a win. Mm-hmm. Tough time to be a New York fan, unless you're you know of course the Bills or a Yankees fan. Oh, save that! <laughs> oh, we don't we don't talk about them douchebags here. Oh, not after not after last night. Okay, I'm not happy about that. We're we're gonna uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that later. But we got a football game to talk about. Ryan actually looked like an actual legitimate quarterback for once in his goddamn career. I mean, Matt Ryan won the MVP, bro. Yeah, don't <laughs> we will not accept will not, Matt, yeah, Ryan, Matt Ryan Matt Ryan slander Ryan here. Slander. Yes, Matt Ryan's good, man. 
but what I but what I did not expect was Cordero Patterson to to lead the team. That's my guy. That man is a seasoned vet. Picked him up in fantasy. He's a running back and a wide receiver. This man is playing every offensive position for them. Yeah. The the Falcons really don't have a running back. How's Kyle Pitts doing? (laughs) Uh, Tanner. A good tight end prospect. Dropped. Yeah, I know. Out of Florida. Yeah, I know. Third but, but from Over New York Lyle. to Pittsburgh, do we yeah, see the Bengals? You drafted Kyle Pitts over Darren Waller. Um, I can never confirm or deny. Um, so I make What's clear. the next um, game we're talking about? We got the Bengals <laughs> taking on the Steelers. In what was a game for Joe Burrow, the, the Bengals actually – wait, wait, they won? Wait a minute. Are you sure we're hey, not getting the script hey, on here? Hey, hey we, can't, we, also, we can't talk about this game without uh, talking about how graceful and athletic Ben Roethlisberger is at the ripe age of 39 as he, as he slips to the ground while trying to uh, throw across his body. Bro, what do you mean? The, the turf sacked him. Four receptions for 65 yards and two touchdowns for uh, first receiver since Calvin Ridley, uh, first rookie receiver since Calvin Ridley in 2018 to, and to have four receiving touchdowns in his first three uh, career games. And this after, uh, and this is after an off season of complaining about how, uh, how hard it is to catch catch the NFL football because there are no white uh, lines on it. Yeah, that's that's fair enough as is. But <clears throat> we got more football here. We got Baltimore versus Detroit in a why the hell did Detroit make this game close? Why the hell is Baltimore playing down in the competition again? So that they could be bailed out by Justin Tucker. Yeah, speaking of which, yeah, sixty-six yard field goal. A new NFL record for the longest field goal ever kicked. That field, that uh, Justin Tucker on that field goal, uh, amassed more per kicking yards than the uh, than the Bears had all uh, all game long. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, more net yards than uh, than the Bears had all the game long. But yeah, yeah. sixty six yards. Uh, that's. Insane. That's freaking insane. And it bounced what, off. But what else is but what else is insane is how the on a Broncos three and out. I mean they have I mean they have a fantastic defense and Teddy Bridgewater is is coming is coming back from the grave. Pretty much. Yeah, I know. But then again, he played the and Jets. Also they played the Jets. So I'm not, yeah, and that's fair enough too because the Jets suck. Yep. And then they will, uh, and they will, and I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate this: the Jets are forever the Patriots, bitch. No matter who the QB Broncos is, are no matter what team they have. I mean, three and zero. Indeed. <laughs> I yeah, I love the another team that's three and zero. And oh, sorry, go ahead. I love the revitalization of of Melvin Gordon. 
that dude got yeah. that dude got so much shit in in San Diego oh, and LA for, but he is he's back and he's doing well. Yeah. But what the frick is uh, Wilson's TD interception ratio? Uh, like that's like because he has like what six interceptions now in a seven. season. He has seven. Might as well trade him. Might as well trade him already. Seven interceptions, which is tied with uh, a certain uh, who is it? Trevor Lawrence with the most interceptions in the league so far. Holy shit! You may as well just trade both of them. Okay, but, that's, that's my, team, my another team. But another team that's three and zero is shockingly enough the freaking Raiders. The last time the Raiders started Dolphins. the season three and zero, they ended up going. It was two thousand two, and they ended up going on to win the Super Bowl. They started to finally use Henry Ruggs. Uh, ah, wait, 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 went to the wait, Super Bowl. Really? They didn't win. Sorry. I, yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. But still, they they just, they just started using Henry Ruggs, and uh, and you know what? The rug really ties the room together. I'm going to punch you when I see you on Saturday for just saying that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you're really gonna you're really gonna throw hands over a big Lebowski reference? I'm kidding, <laughs> but 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 wait, we're saying the uh, we're saying the vicinity of the West Coast. We're saying about the Rams versus the Bucks. But hold on, back to the back to the mm, freaking Raiders game first. First, who would have thought that in a uh, running back room with Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs that uh, that Peyton Barber would end up uh, leading the team in carries and is and rushing yards. I don't know. Like, like Barber, again, anything can happen. Barber in, again, anything can happen in football. Never would have expected him to um, to have a game like that. But no, let's continue on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Box Rams, SoFi, and Sean okay. McVay was a very very happy man going into the uh, going into the uh, locker room at halftime. Yeah, and did you see freaking uh, Jalen Ramsey's fit uh, pregame? I mean, it's Jalen Ramsey. Of course, he's going to have a fucking. <laughs> that, like, it, well, it looked cool. Though. It was actually cool. I will say that. Oh, that's true. Oh. That was El Capitan thing. Oops. Outfit, not like temper tantrum. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Welcome to bad word. Welcome to bad understanding what words are. With your <laughs> but yeah, but Brady now needs only 68 passing yards to break the all-time passing record, and he'll have a chance to do that when they revitalize defense because they signed Richard and Sherman. Uh-huh. Because apparently we need more goddamn storylines for this Sunday night game. They really want to. They really want to. Uh, give Richard. Uh, they really want to play uh, the uh, the famous Richard Sherman face after uh, uh, after Malcolm Butler's interception again. <laughs> yeah, I know the the kid out of West Alabama. Yep, uh, I never thought that uh, the guy uh, with the "you mad bro" at Tom Brady would one day be teammates with him. <laughs> no, yeah, I know, right? Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> it's like that one image you see of like Sherman saying to Brady, "You mad, bro?" Now it's like, "Nah, we good, bro." 
And speaking of Seattle, actually, no, not uh, speaking of Seattle. Green. No, 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 no. Yes, speaking of, yes, speaking of Seattle. It. I don't want to talk about between, it. Well, let me talk about it then. And the game between the Seahawks and the Vikings, Jocelyn's. Jocelyn pretty much uh, cringed to death. You know what? I will, she realized that the you know what? I will talk about that shit, and the Vikings came away with the win. I I will I will talk about it. It it are uh, the Seahawks defense is literally the only piece that seems to be uh, the only two pieces that seem to be firing on all cylinders right now are uh, are Bobby Wagner and and Quandre Diggs. Other than that, the entire defense is. Uh, is completely awful. Oh, and it doesn't help that, uh, and it doesn't help that Russell Wilson has uh, that Russ has no O line. So, uh, so there's literally no, uh, so there's barely any room for him to breathe. And uh, and trading away uh, two first round picks for uh, for Jamal Adams, who, who I guess is also uh, doing uh, doing okay. Uh, but I mean, the dude needs uh, the dude's got to the dude's got a ball hawk more. The dude can't just uh, be a uh, just use the haha. I'm a safety that uh, blitzes every single uh, play gimmick for his entire career. But uh, like, I didn't know that uh, Tyler Lockett actually ended up uh, getting injured in this game, um, and yeah. uh, and losing him that honestly definitely was that was definitely a. Uh, what was uh, the injury to uh, Lockett, by the way? Uh, I think it was like an ankle sprain or something like that. Okay. Oh, it wasn't nothing serious. But <clears throat> Sunday night football, that was fun. It was a sweet game. Wow. The it it's was... it's hilarious whenever you see that a that a team loses because they scored a touchdown. Yeah, they gave Aaron Rodgers too much time. And look what happens when you give up, give me pissed off Aaron Rodgers too much time. He, he makes the drive down the field and he sets up Mason Crosby for the field goal. At least George Kittle had a nice game. It's always fun when he has a good game. Yeah, Devontae Adams had a beautiful game too. 12 receptions for 132 yards, 11 yards per reception. Yep. Devontae Adams is. is one of the best receivers in the game, probably. Uh, oh I, God, yeah. I would wager, er, I would wager, like, at the very least, top three. Yeah, but from Sunday night, we move over to Monday night. We saw the Eagles take on them Cowboys, and uh, <laughs> and them and boys, them Cowboys, them boys, them Cowboys. Decided, they wanted to, uh, they really uh, did not like. The uh, the Eagles this game. I mean, they decide that every single game, but uh, they just they wanted to keep uh, curb stopping their uh, their NFC East uh, basement buddy, uh, and uh, and you know Zeke actually had a good game. It's yeah, a not- uh, which unfortunately is becoming a little bit more of a rarity. Uh, but yeah, because Pollard has been. No, yeah, that, up back, too. that backfield with uh, with Zeke and Pollard is uh, is I'm I'm gonna say this it is the bet uh, it is 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 probably top three uh, backfields in the league and, and Cleveland is one of the only two uh, teams with a better backfield. 
Yeah. But that's it for, for week three, but we have some other news for you. Uh, starting off with Josh Gordon, recently reinstated, and he is now headed to the Kansas City Chiefs. He has passed his physical. He has, not, he has passed his physical. He has signed his contract. And Josh Gordon's back. When the Chiefs are that desperate to have a to have another weapon because because I can't get anything going. Uh, uh was it also? Oh, the uh the Colts have come out with a uh, with the reason as to why they uh, they're utilizing they aren't utilizing one of their uh, better running backs in uh, in what is also a pretty stacked backfield. Well, Marlon Mack is because they are. Uh, they are trying to get a trade together uh, to send him elsewhere. Yeah. So his tenure in uh, Detroit is in uh, Indianapolis yeah. is done. And now it's time for him to part. But as to where that is to be seen. Now the guy who's done uh, in Detroit is Jamie Collins. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's done. He got cut by the Lions. He's, he's released. And now any team can sign them with what they will. But who do you think Jamie Collins should go to? Bring him back here. Bring him back here, baby. Yeah, bring him back. Because we need defense now. Because apparently we need defense. Uh, You know who else got dismissed is is Ohio State linebacker Kavon Pope. That was tough. I know what this guy's problem was. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, nice tweet, nice tweet saying fuck Ohio State, right? On defense, and he was like, "I don't want to, I don't want to freaking play special teams all the uh, all the damn time. I want to play defense." And uh, and Brian Day was like, "It was ridiculous." No, he like, stormed off the field. It was a hole. Yeah, and then and then there was an infamous deleted tweet saying fuck Ohio State. In which that was now that was since been deleted, and you know because of that, the coach like, oh, we can't have that. We can't have that unprofessionalism here. Uh, you have to get your shit and get out the team. Uh, uh, we also have the unfortunate death of uh, of Utah uh, defensive back Aaron Lowe uh, Jr. being shot and killed in, in Salt Lake City this past. Uh, this past weekend, like it, kid was twenty one, right? Jeepers! And this, and to see his, like his life and career, everything get cut short because of some jackass of a weapon that thought they were all they were the shit, and was like, oh look at me, I have a gun, I'm the sh- I'm the top dog. Or no, maybe that's this, not. Uh, or maybe just someone want. Uh, or maybe got into a fight or something like that. Who knows? Could be, but still, like who knows? Like if you if you if you use a gun, you're a bitch. Simple as that. Fight like a man. Anyway, exactly. Our last, but uh, our last piece of news is is the uh, the designation of uh, of Tua Tagovailoa being on injured reserve. Who knows? Yeah, for broken ribs. He'll be out, I think, for like three games only, right? At least three games. At the very least, three games. At least, at least three games. Okay. So we're going to switch it over to the ice. 
And for some reason, there's so cheap Patriots tickets for the games against the Buccaneers. Let's go. We're switching it over to the ice. We're switching it over to the ice. With- I know. I, I know. All right. But, yeah. So, hockey is a thing. And, unfortunately, there's some piece of shit in hockey. As the Ukrainian Hockey League player, uh, Andre Diniskin, used a gesture that was seen as offensive towards a black American hockey player by the name of Jalen Smarack. If you guys have not seen the video yet, uh, basically what the gesture was, it was Deniskin peeling a banana and then eating it and pointing towards Smarack, insinuating that he, um, you know, that he was a monkey. That's what the gesture was seen as. And players were calling for him to be banned because, you know, that shit's not right. But there actually is an update to this. He did not get banned, but he got suspended for 13 games and fined 50,000 euros. And people are pissed. I mean, if uh, I mean, if you're going to suspend uh, people for uh, for being racist, then, uh, then in like a quarter of uh, the attendance at, uh, at Bruins home game should should probably be banned for and for the for the stuff said about PK Subban, and so uh, but uh, I mean we're fucking disgusting now. Come on. I mean, in we're not we're not done. We are not done with the uh, uh with a piece of the shit in hockey because uh because uh, Evander Kane is the NHL equivalent of Anto- of twenty nineteen Antonio Brown. We can we can officially say this that. Uh, that like every single week we're gonna need to need to have like a spotlight on this dude, uh, uh, because he's being sadly enough, right? Because now this week on Evander Kane's house of bullshit, we got the NHL investigating him once again, not for rigging, not for allegedly betting his games, but it was being investigated for two factors: one, for his, for his past behavior towards Miss Kane or or soon to be ex-wife. As well as inappropriate behavior that may have jeopardized the health and safety of the of some players on the San Jose Sharks roster. Meaning, in duty, they wanted to uh, to start a fucking Donny Brook in the uh, in the locker room, or he wanted to be part of the, or he wanted to be uh, a member of the uh, of the Chicago uh, hockey team. Oh God! But uh, so, well, yeah, but but the NHL preseason. Is underway, underway indeed. Seattle, and we already have suspensions. So the suspension, uh, Washington Capitals defenseman Dylan McCarrath was suspended for two games for an illegal trip to the head on Bruins forward Stephen Fogarty. But at least Earl Vekinainen scored last night. I mean, the Bruins lost three two, but it still counts. Awesome. Uh, also, the Kraken lost six nothing. <laughs> yeah, but they did win their first game five to three with Riley Shahan becoming the first uh, player to score a goal for the Kraken. But can we can we really count that? Uh, it's a it's a uh, beautiful symbol symbolic uh, uh, moment. You're the first goal of a new franchise, but uh, can I we? I don't know. Really, you, you can take that with what you will. This until. Can we really count it until, they... until the regular season? Exactly. You don't right because I know you don't give a rookie quarterback props for 
uh, sort of throwing a you don't give uh, your brand new rookie quarterback uh, okay, uh, props for you know, throwing a touchdown the uh, in the preseason until he does it in the regular season. But not no right right. But the final thing for hockey the the top fifty has concluded, and now the and we're going to wrap it up with the top ten. Just basically, you know what to do. You guys know what to do. Thumbs up for good spot. Middle for could have been better, could have been worse, and down for god awful. So we're gonna start so, out with uh, number ten, certain uh, a certain rat faced boy by the name of Brad Marchand. All right, just spotting for him. It could have been a little higher. It could have been a little bit higher, uh, but it's not bad for what it is. I like it. Yeah. And number nine, we have a certain bread man by the name of Artemi Panarin of the Rangers. I could have seen him going a little bit lower. Really? I, uh, I'd I say love, lower too. I love Panarin. It's just that uh, it's just that I think that uh, there are better players in the, in the league. I think Kale McCarr yeah. and Braden Point should absolutely be in the top ten. Yeah. Now number eight, we have the defenseman Victor Hedman from the Tampa Bay Lightning. He deserves it. Yeah. That's been phenomenal. Uh, number seven, we have goaltender Andre Vasilevsky of again the Lightning. Could have been a little higher, but not bad for what it is. I could have I could have put him at number eight and be ha- and been happy with it. Yeah. At number six, we have uh, my daddy Austin Matthews. Stop! Uh, stop thirsting over <laughs> Austin Matthews. <laughs> I will tweet at Austin Matthews and ask him for an autographed puck. If you do this, I if you do that, I am going to uh, I'm going to say that he shouldn't be on this list in, uh, in the first place. At number five, we have uh, Sidney Crosby at the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's still alive. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I like the spot. I like it. Crosby's, Crosby is still good. He uh, he deserves top five. Yeah. Number four, Nikita Kucherov of the Lightning. He, Higher, really? Or lower? Lower. Lower. Oh, I wow. I could have put him in the low, uh, in the lower end of the top ten, and because is at number three. Should have absolutely been Braden Point, but uh, Leon Drysaddle and uh, ended up taking it. I would have put, uh, I would, I still would have put Drysaddle in top five, but, uh, but I would have put him in the top two. Honestly, God, I would have put him top two. Really? Yeah. That's been solid. Think Are you McKinnon, kidding me? I, th- I honestly think McKinnon deserves top. It uh, deserves number uh, two. Oh, uh, well, that's oh, that goes without saying. But Drysaddle's been a fucking god the past three years. Like Jimmy, Jesus Christ! But I mean, that's uh, but I mean that nobody's been as much of a god over the past uh, several years as a certain Connor McDavid, who uh, who takes number one. Who could have seen this coming? I know, right? So unpredictable. Yeah, no, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah, but from the ice, you move over to the parquet, where again, it's just not a short week for basketball news. The only thing we really have. Is Michael Porter Jr. signing a max extension with the Denver Nuggets, uh, detailing five years at 172 mil, 
but could go to 207 mil if he makes the NBA all team or the all NBA, I should say. I didn't hear much about Michael Porter Jr. last season, but when I saw the when I saw the bottom scroll bar on ESPN in announcing his extension and seeing that he, he was shooting 40, 43% from three, uh, it, that was sort of like, oh, that's he sort of de- he sort of deserves this. Yeah, but wait, basketball needs to get more news because we got nothing else. So we're gonna we're just quickly going over to the diamond because again we had nothing else for for then basketball. All right, Tanner, you start with your player of the week. Absolutely. Player of the week um, actually was going off this weekend and actually did pretty well against the Twins. And my player of the week is Tailscar Hernandez of the Blue Jays. Of course, it's someone from the Blue Jays. It's never, it's not always from the Blue Jays. I mean, my my two players of the week are from the uh, are from um, the Rays. Yeah, and uh, and you want to go ahead and take that away. All right, so my first, my first player of the week is, is Shane Boz, a, is a pitcher who, who was part of, uh, part of the famous, uh, saw the famous Chris Archer trade that it sent in Tyler Glass now, uh, Austin Meadows, and a player to be named later er, to the er, to Tampa, and Chris Archer to er, to do nothing in in Pittsburgh. Er, the player to be named later was Shane Boz, and. And after making his first start uh, on Monday, he has a 2-0 record uh, with 14 strikeouts over the past uh, two games. Not bad. And and currently with a 0.49 in whip. Now, my second one is quite possibly one of the funniest uh, cheating moments I've uh, I've seen or heard of since – uh, since pos- since Rick Honeycutt uh, got caught cheating by uh, uh, be- because he was wiping his his head with a uh, with an attack in his his finger and cut his his head open and that would be Kevin Kiermeyer from the uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays is because is so here's the story uh, 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 Kiermeyer uh, runner on second Kiermeyer hits a it's a routine grounder to uh, to Bobachet and and Bobachet throw uh, throws it. Vlad can't uh, Vlad can't even catch it to uh, to make the uh, to make the force out. Uh, Kiermaier says, "You know what? I've got enough speed. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to make this an infield hit inside the park home run." And and he almost makes it. Uh, but while he was getting tagged out by the uh, by the catcher for uh, Toronto. Oh, uh, the scouting report for, uh, for the Toronto uh, Blue Jays scouting report that was is resting in in the uh, the clear uh, the clear wristband and and that he had yeah, fell that was out, ridiculous it fell out of his uh, fell out and Kiermaier uh, decided you know what uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pretend that I'm uh, that I'm arguing over whether or not I'm safe. If, and uh, when in actuality, I'm just deciding whether or not to uh, to take this, and he did. And the very next 
the very next at bat uh, he had uh, they were they were gunning for his head but oh my god that that uh, was that uh, was you, just you, hilarious you, you, you want to try pulling that shit off again Kimmer? yes yeah yes just, it's uh, just just wait just wait till the next time you're facing toronto uh hopefully you don't get a picture it'll probably be head. next it'll probably be next year tanner because I, you're not making never, the we'll, we'll be the yankees we'll be the yankees not, the you're not making games. the playoffs yeah, oh no no we, we will no, no, you just, won't. Uh, just, just, just give us time. Zach, you want to share your player of the week to stop him from um, thirsting over Toronto more? All right. Um, so mine is John Carl Stanton, um, Yankees oh. outfielder. Um, he hit th- three homers with 10 RBIs and had a – looks like a 409 batting average during the week while the Yankees went 6-0 and and took the top wild card spot in the American League. To the dismay of Red Sox and Blue Jays fans everywhere. Um, okay, okay. Blue Jays fans hate the Yankees just as much as the Red Sox do. No, we hate him more, but That's you interrupt. I know, no, I know, I know, but you guys, I know you guys hate him more, but for my player, really Tanner, I'm gonna go with Salvador Perez. Just an appreciation. He had another. Not a bad, not a bad pick, not a bad pick. I'm going off. He has the most home runs in a single season ever as a catcher since Johnny Bench. Um, so Wait, uh, how many does he have now? 47, 48? 46 or forty-six? It's holy crap! Yeah, it's. And it's Jesus been shit. ridiculous. So Salvador Perez easily. And the dude's a freaking beast. I mean, I'm not gonna obvious pick, the obvious, the obvious pick is Stanton. I mean, the guys hit a home run in four straight games, and they've essentially won the big game the, in the biggest. No, Perez. Has, I just checked it. Perez has 47. 47, yeah. So 47, but that's not bad. Still, that's still really good. And in other baseball news. Joe West is finally fucking retiring. Thank the baseball gods. Now, now call me again when Angel Hernandez retires. Because if no, Joe West, no, Joe West really screwed up in the series finale against the uh, against the Yankees. Well, also screwed up against the Yankees in the Red Sox Yankees game was the uh, was the fire alarm at Fenway Park during the fourth inning. I mean, watched the uh, sprinkler head decided to freaking, you know, malfunction. I mean... And then it's at this point where Jocelyn turns to Jesse and asks if anybody needed to sit on the freaking sideline to, on a freaking sprinkler. Yeah. No. But, uh, but, like, you seem to be forgetting that Angel Hernandez is consistently one of the, uh, one of the most frustrating umpires in the, in, in the entire MLB. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, Joe West is just a jackass. But Shohei Otani, Bert and home runs, arguably one of the most, this would be the best generational uh, interchangeable player in the MLB in this generation. He doesn't exactly. He wants, he wants out of the Angels. He doesn't exactly. Uh, I. I jumped the ball uh, I jumped the ball a bit when in make when typing this out uh, but he doesn't exactly want in out he he's just saying that he wants to win the problem is with the angels he's not going to get that because uh, because the only consistent pitcher for the angels is Shohei Otani yeah 
Well, wait, don't they have Dylan Bundy still, or do they get rid of him? I mean, Dylan Bundy is Dylan Bundy is Dylan Bundy. He's he's okay, but he's but he's not he's not going to give you he's not going to get you a site any Cy Young votes. Oh no. But uh. Uh, right, so, um, we're going to do the standings and then we'll do our playoff predictions. So I'll pull up the standings. And I think Jocelyn's going to pull up the standings too. So in the AL East, the Tampa Bay Rays have clinched the American League East. Well, but the Yankees at seven back, the Sox at nine back, the Jays at 10 back, and the Orioles at 46 back. It's 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 just funny to see uh, to see number go. Brrr. Yes. In the AL Central, the White Sox clinched the AL Central. The in, the Guardians at twelve and a half back. The Tigers at fourteen and a half back. The Royals at seventeen and a half back, and the Twins at nineteen and a half back. It's it's still it's still interesting to me that uh, that the Twins are. Uh, aren't as far back as they uh, probably should be. Yeah. In the AL West, still anyone's game for the division crown. Astros right now are still in the lead with the Mariners at four and a half back, the Athletics at seven and a half back, the Angels at 18 back, and the Rangers at 34 back. All right. So going on to the uh, NL East, we have uh, the Braves uh, at the top of the division. And Phillies are three and a half games back. Uh, Mets nine and a half uh, back. Nats are 20 back. And, and the Marlins at a lowly 20 and a half games back. It's tough. Yeah, it's very tough. It's a, it's a tough division when everybody's tripping over themselves. But uh, Jess, do you want to read off? I like. Uh, so moving on to the Central, the Brewers clinched this past week as they defeated the Cubs at home or the Mets. Um, but the Cardinals are red hot. Uh, they're gonna finish six games back right now. Uh, the Reds are twelve and a half back, with the Cubs being twenty-seven and the Reds a lowly thirty-five games. In the back. Pirates, thirty-five. Yeah. Can we just talk about the Cardinals in 17 consecutive wins? Like, Jesus Christ, who Adam the Wainwright hell gave them the steroids? Adam Wainwright is good. Yeah. Apparently, no, the, no one ever not a thing actually worked out. No one's the best, man. No one is good, yeah. Yeah. And the hell that was fucking... But yeah, the, a, the NL West. San Francisco Giants still lead the division as of this recording, but the Dodgers are hot on their ass with two games back. And then this is where the division pretty much falls to shit with the the Padres at 25 back, the Rockies at 31 back, and the Diamondbacks at 53 back. Hey, does any does anyone remember the 2015 season for the Padres? How they made so many splashes getting like James Shields, Will Middlebrooks, all of those only to finish under 500. 
Yeah, this is yeah, this is basically hey, the same thing. Shout out to Will Myers, though. He's still with them. Will Myers killing oh, it. Oh, absolutely. We love Mil- Will I Myers. Love Will Myers. No bad and glow. Yeah. Are, are the um, Padres are they they are eliminated? They yeah. are eliminated. The yes, the uh the the NL well, the NL side of the playoffs is is entirely is pretty much entirely set up except for uh, for the NL East leader and NL West leader because there's still time for um, for Atlanta uh, to drop out uh, and Philly to take the places uh, as top uh, as top in the division and but yeah. there is not enough time for um, for anybody in the uh, for anybody to take out uh, to take another wild card or spot it yeah but like in the AL though, it's super close though, because like right now you got five teams vying for that top for at least one of the wild card spots. You right. are not taking. Right now, Yankees. Right now, Yankees are two games ahead. Shut up, Johnson. Let me read this. All right, so right, hold, Yankees on. Are t- hold on, hold on, it's rant time. Hold on. It's t- oh boy, here we go. <laughs> We're talking about this wild card. The Red Sox coming into this past weekend, I believe, had. They were up two games going into Friday night. They just beat the Mets. All they had to do was win one game, and they really secured a spot by beating the Yankees just one time. They had three chances, and it comes down to Giancarlo Stanton hitting a home run three straight nights at home in your home ballpark in a packed house, and it just – the Adam Adovino leaves a slider. You go on a mound visit, and then the next pitch is a grand slam. And then the, the, on Friday, he dunks one in the bullpen. I mean, the guy's relentless right now. He's easily their MVP. But Zach obviously made the correct pick with the player of the week. But it is just ridiculous right now that you can't just win one game. But the thing with the Red Sox is they have a winning record against any other team they're competing with for the wild card. That includes the Yankees. That includes the Blue Jays. And that even includes, well, not the Rays because the Rays already won the East. But – Moving on to yeah. that, but my point is there, and the Red Sox, all you had to do was win one game. How do you not get that done? So that's my rant. So it's entirely possible that the that the joke I made last time about 2011 is is looming right now. Ten years later, this could really be a collapse. So that they had a 94 percent chance to secure a playoff spot Friday. Yikes! It's entirely possible that it, that the joke I made last time about uh, about it being Yankees and and Mariners uh, ends up actually happening because the Mariners are a half game uh, are a half game back uh, as opposed to the Toronto one game back and Oakland is just about finished they're uh, they're three and a half games back uh, yeah they're at, like at that point you, you could say they're finished it was a, it, was a, like, it was a good ride right for Oakland but uh, but Matt Chapman being uh, being largely ineffective and and Chris Bassett yeah. getting drilled in the face really didn't help. Yeah. But um, freaking now it comes down to just the four teams. I mean, I mean if I'm the Yankees sorry. I'm sorry, but they if the Blue Jays beat the because like it after the after the Yankees, the the Jays got Baltimore. That's the last series the Jays have is with Baltimore. So the Jays can just hold on for the remainder of the series with New York and go on to Baltimore, beat out Baltimore. I think we got second wild card at best, at best. Because look at, because knowing this team, they want to see the past few seasons. 
they're not ready for the playoffs yet. Fringe playoff, fringe playoff contenders, sure, but outright playoff contenders, not yet. I'm give it, give like, it a couple of years, but but after that, there's nothing really much you can do. I'm just surprised that Milwaukee ended up uh, clinching as hard as they did, uh, considering how ineffective Yelich uh, has been all season. Yeah, but speaking of the NL wild card, that pretty much set in stone. The NL wild card situation is set. Like the Dodgers, it's gonna be Dodgers versus Cardinals for well, actually, Cardinals will visit the winner. Will visit either the Giants or the Dodgers, depending on how that swings. Because play. the Cardinals clinch second wild card. That's that's no that's not up for dispute. So let's uh, uh let's uh, before tensions get any higher, let's uh, let's move it on over to the uh, to the Bear Sports Corner. Zach, take it away. All right. So the. Bridgewater Bears football team won against the Western Connecticut State football team. And yes, it's called the football team. Um, oh, yes. Uh, so they won 21 20, to 17 on a game winning touchdown from quarterback James Cahoon to Ryan Beria. The record is currently 2 and 2 with. Being two and two in the Mascac Conference. Me two and one, Mascac. Yep, and they're tied with Framingham State with first on first place. Can we just kick Framingham State's ass already? Yes, please. Um, so the men, the men's soccer team is two and six and zero oh and two in the Mascac. And they're currently on a four-game winning uh, losing streak. This hurts what? me. Like, 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 as a former soccer player, like when you've had when you have like rough losing streaks like that, it hurts. Like and the morale, like I'm sure the morale is taking a hit on on like on the players. I mean the mm-hmm. like, the last time I played uh, soccer on like an actual team, um, um we went zero and ten and and. And yeah, I sort of like, just... like it. Take it from me, like the pat the last two seasons that I played of soccer, my team went winless both times. So I know what that's like. I know the morale hit that it takes. All right. Women's soccer. Um so and then the women's soccer team is three and three, and they're just one and oh in the mask hack. Um they're in like third place right now in the conference. Um, Women's volleyball is 4-2, and and they're also 2-0 in the MASCAC. They're in first place in the conference. Field hockey is 3-4, and 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 1-2 in their uh, Little East conference. And women's tennis is 3-2 and and is Two and one in the Little East, and that's the Bears Sports Corner. Who, uh, who are the Bears going up? Uh, who are the who's our football team going up going up against this uh, this coming week? Um, checking right now. Do they have a game this week, or is the next game uh homecoming game? Uh, the the next home game is the homecoming ne- okay, game. Okay, next home game. Okay. All right, I got it. Um. 
Okay, so they're playing the Saturday at three o'clock at Fitchburg State. Fitchburg State. Mm-hmm. I almost went to Fitchburg mm-hmm. State. Glad I did it. My my sister my sister passed up on a scholar, on a full boat to Bentley to go to Fitchburg State. Ah, uh, gotcha. Anyway, but uh, miscellaneous. We always gotta talk about J.R. Smith. Happy birthday, Tanner. Happy birthday, Tanner. Happy Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tanner. Mm. Even though it's not till Sunday, but thank you. (laughs) Happy birthday, Tanner. Can we get a Go Bears in chat? Go Bears. Go Bears in chat. Yes, we can get a Go Bears in chat. Of course, we can get a Go Bears in chat. Anyway, J.R. Smith is. Can we get a Go Bears in chat? Go Bears! Go Bears! Smith is is about to undergo midterm exams, and and surprisingly, surprisingly, we actually have sports news from him because he actually won his first golf match and is now one and zero. See Tanner, I beat you to it. How do you feel? I know. Good. For once, you actually read on a JR Smith article. All right, I. But I don't think we have anything else for this week. But that'll do for this week's episode of the Comic Sports Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. It was always greatly appreciated, as always. And we'll see you for next week. I got to get to my next class. See you guys. Yep. Socks. Go, Socks. Birds, baby, birds. Nobody asked, Tanner.